All right. Well, g'day, g'day, g'day. Hope you guys are starting to get some notifications here about uh, about these things going live. And uh, and if you are, let me know. I want to know where you're watching from. I know if some of you are going to feel like we do this every day. Yeah, but it really helps me see which platforms are building. So if you're on the tube right now, let me know. Uh, if you're on Facebook, let me know. If you're on LinkedIn, let me know. If you've managed to pick this up because you're on Mars, let me know. And uh, it'll be good for me to see. Hope you've been enjoying them. This is three days in a row. Anyone would think this is a pattern now with the BBB, the Bible for Business broadcast. Maybe it is a trend. Maybe it's here to stay. I guess you'll have to just keep coming back to find that bit out. And uh, it's good to get the feedback. I know most of you would be like, um, like you comment during the day, but I'm coming back to you guys at night. Uh, you've probably picked that up. Like I'll just jump on later at night or something like that and just engage with you. Thanks for watching and all those kind of things because I appreciate it. There's a thousand things you could do with your time right now and you have decided to be here. Uh, Tina, thank you from the LinkedIn. Appreciate you. Anthony from California. I think you win the award so far uh, for uh, for how far away. Daryl, good on you. Got Perth in the house. And uh, and we just keep building. Now, do me a favor, of course, if you can, share it out. If you're watching this inside the global page, you can't share it out because it's a private group. Uh, but anywhere else, do me a favor. I need awareness of this. I need you to share it out so that we can get across more people. That would be a blessing for me if you would do that. All right, give it a share, give it some reach, send it out, invite your friends. After I've after I've posted the video and finished, jump in the comments, tag some of your friends. All right, let's uh, let's get this kingdom business community thriving. All right, so on this particular broadcast, we're going to talk about the deceitfulness of riches. The deceitfulness of riches. How dare I talk about such an issue, right? When I'm talking to a bunch of kingdom entrepreneurs. Well, well, the truth is, I mean, it's it, it's it's possibly it's possibly your biggest enemy, actually, the deceitfulness of riches. Somebody who's graced and anointed and called to go into the marketplace and, you know, start a business and serve humanity and 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 scale, you know, like you're you're faced with quite a few challenges when you do that, but but the deceitfulness of riches would be one of the biggest ones. And so we have to have this conversation so that you don't take what is a blessing from the Lord and end up completely throwing it down the toilet like many, 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 many of God's entrepreneurs have done before us. Lynn, thanks for watching. I appreciate you. Um, when you jump on, let me know where you are. So, so that's what we're going to talk about, the deceitfulness of riches and, uh, and we're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Right. So where does that concept come from? Well, we have to have a quick look at the gospel of Mark, right? And um, now you you would know this. I like picking on the scriptures that you all know because I'm trying to put them in the context of the marketplace, okay? Remembering, of course, that the way you become a great marketplace minister is not to have different rules. This is not a different gospel. This is the gospel right, that we get inside of us, and then it plays out in the marketplace, okay? So, but it has a different representation in business than it would in government, right, in the way that we might language things or the way that we would take the conduct, the statutes, right, of scripture 
um, when we hearken to what it says, the way that we play that out would be different in different places. Okay. So for us, praise God, it is business. All right. So Mark four, right. And you know, this, this is the parable of the four soils. All right. So we're, we're just going to pick up on one of them. All right. So it says this, if we go, um, we'll just start at four, right. It says, and again, he began to teach by the sea and a great multitude was gathered to him um, so that he got into a boat and sat in it in the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teachings, listen, this is now Jesus. Behold, a sower went out to sow and it happened as he sowed that some seed fell on the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth. It immediately sprang up, but because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on the ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased, and produced um some 30 fold, some 60 and some a hundred. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So we all know that one. Right. And, and so it's like, it's like God could have picked on, you know, possibly 7,000 things, right. In terms of, cause obviously this is talking about your salvation. It's talking about the word of God coming into your life, you know, not, not necessarily for the first time, because some of these, some of these scenarios talk about that. They, they talk about playing out over a long period of time. So this is not, this is not like, you know, in a modern day church where we are infatuated with, you know, having an altar call, calling people forward. Well, we don't do that anymore. We just raise a hand because it's less messy. You know, saying a sentence um, and then putting them in a four-week program, that that doesn't quite justify some of these because some of these that we're talking about here could take years for these things to unfold whether, you know, the seed didn't produce fruit. Okay, so so there's a bunch of them. So why is it then? that God only picks on, you know, three possible issues with your salvation. He picks the major three things that can happen when the word of God gets inside of you. The one that I want to pick up on is um, where the some seed fell amongst thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it, right? So a little bit later, right, you've got the, you've got the disciples kind of going, what does all of that mean? And so he sits down and explains it in great detail. So if we go to Mark 4, 18, this is where we get the definition of the one that the one that gets surrounded by thorns. It says, now these are the ones sown amongst thorns. They are the ones that hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. That's how we know that this is not a five minute decision, right? Because it's th these things enter in, it takes time. And I love how it picks on the deceitfulness of riches. It could have said many things, but it picks on one isolated issue because it is a major, major, major issue in our life when we decide to live full on for the Lord. And then over time, the deceitfulness of riches take us out. Now, this is obviously an issue that's bigger for God's business people than it is for anybody else. Um, only because, you know, the, the level of wealth, the level of riches that we're called to handle is so much bigger that the test is so much bigger. You know, like, I mean, we obviously see, 
We see people in government that that do the wrong thing with finance because the you know they could be Christian, but now they're fiddling the books and they you know paying bribes to their friends and getting kickbacks to give them contracts. Like we see that. We see it in churches, right, where you know some pastors, you know, the 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 thorns have come up and grown around, and now they're you know got their hand in the till or funding their wife's music career out of the church tithes and like those kind of things. We've we've seen all of those, but they're few and far between. You know, the much more likely thing is God's business people who start out saying, "I want to build something great for you, Lord," and then over a period of one, three, five, ten, fifteen, thirty years, the deceitfulness the deceitfulness of wealth and the riches get in, right? And those thorns grow up and they choke it. And before you know it, it says it produces no fruit. There's more of them than anybody else, right? That's why that's why the Bible warns about it, all right? So thank you guys for joining. Make sure you let me know where you are watching from. Heather, thanks for watching. Catherine, Amber, Stephen, you guys are awesome. Appreciate you. Kay, thanks for joining us in here. You guys are great. Appreciate your support. Make sure you share it up. We want to get as many people here as we can. All right, so that's the deceitfulness of riches, right? Now, now here's the thing. Here's the dilemma that you and I have. How do we wrestle with the fact that we're called to business, right? We're called to go into business, create products, innovate, build a team, make more money than we need. So you would think by default that we're basically walking into thorns, except except it's our conduct and our heart and our intention and our allegiance that's going to make the difference, okay? Because, because we're meant to make more, but how do, we, how do we not let it seduce us? How do, we not, um, how do we not let it take us off course as we go? You know, Scripture is pretty clear. Like, do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth. And I think that's a bit of a key to the answer of the wrestle is how do we go and make more than we need, understanding that the, you know, the, the deceitfulness of riches is a real thing. Well, the answer is do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. What I love so much about that scripture, it doesn't say do not store up treasures on earth. It says do not store them up for yourself. So if I think about my life, right, I'm trying to build or I am building an asset base where a trust can give forever and a day and my kids and my kids' kids and my kids' kids' kids can distribute whatever it makes, you know, to good causes that advance the kingdom. I'm not storing that up for myself. I will possibly never, ever, ever draw from the fruit of that, right? I, I literally, I, I want to build something that's going to outlast me. I know biblically I only have an obligation to my grandkids, right? My children's children. But if every generation thought about their grandkids, then no one would plunder that asset base, right? So, so the key is do not store up for yourself treasures on earth, all right? Because that's where, you know, obviously the minute it becomes about us, it's not about God. And the minute it's not about God, it ain't the kingdom of God. So, so, the, so the way that we would handle that wrestle of the deceitfulness of riches, because what many people do, like, like, like I'm talking about the last like, you know, 1500 years, what many people do is they go, okay, well, I don't want to go and make lots of money, so I'll make no money, right? It's like, surely there's got to be some middle ground here, right? Otherwise, what's the point of having the gift and call to business? Why would the Lord want to redeem the marketplace? Why would he want to redeem my life as a business person, right? There's got to be an assignment for business. And so, you know, it, here's the way I would put it to you. Do not store up for yourself, right? That's that's the antidote. But, you know, like we, we could go back to Leviticus, 
um, I think it's like, like maybe 99, somewhere, somewhere around there. And it talks about the gleaning principle. Okay. So, so when, you know, basically the instruction is, is that when you grow your crops, do not harvest the corners of your fields, leave that for the widow and the orphan and the poor. Okay. So, so that's an example of like, it's not all about you. Okay. You, you're leaving some so that people from town who don't have any food, whatever, can come and eat the corners of your field. So it's only asking you to, to do the middle. So, and, and what is glean? Obviously you and I don't have too many crops, right? So what does gleaning look like in 2023? It's like, if you're a plumbing business, maybe you do a half price job for somebody who's, you know, a, a single mom with no income, right? Whatever you, you can find your own way of doing it. But, but but just basically having that principle, then it's then it's not all about you. That's how we that's how we find the middle ground. Instead of going all money or no money, we're like, no, we're gonna we're gonna operate God's way in the middle. You know, I, I would even put it to you this way: run your business like a capitalist and do your giving like a socialist, right? That's how you get to use the gift and talent God's put inside of you to go and build a business, right? Be a capitalist, like put capital at risk, employ people, produce more than you need. But then when you've got more than you need, so that it doesn't end up choking you. Give like a socialist, find people like the widow, the orphan, the needy, the vulnerable, and go and help them in some way, whether that's giving to church, right? Because they've got a program for their community or whether it's directly going to find a need and looking after it like the story of the Good Samaritan, right? Good Samaritan didn't need to give their money to an NGO or, or a government who could then distribute like 13 cents in the dollar. They, you know, they basically took the person, took him to an inn, said, clear him up, give him clothes, look after him. And on my way back, if it's, if it's a bigger bill than the money I've given you, I'll fix you up on the way back. All right. That's, that's living like a socialist. Okay. Which is beautiful because then we can make sure that everybody wins in life. So, but it's, but it's not always that easy. Like it's the deceitfulness of riches. It's not the really obvious, like heinous crimes of riches. It's the deceitfulness. It starts really small. Listen, I'm, I'm on this broadcast because I've made more mistakes than all y'all put together, right? Um, you know, you've got to remember, I'm 44 now. I started telling people how to run a business at 27 years old. And in a kingdom context, like 12, coming up 12 years ago, I started doing this. Like I've made the mistakes. I still remember a time as a Christian, but before I kind of launched Business Greenhouse and the kingdom business movement, I did want all the things. I wanted the things. And if I was to be totally honest, I wanted them for the wrong reason. I wanted the big house because I wanted to show off. I wanted the cars because I really wanted to show off. I wanted to be liked, right? And I thought that these external expressions of success would give me what I wanted. Over time, praise God by his mercy, he has redeemed all of that. And now I couldn't care less what you think of me, right? Because I didn't make a covenant with you. I made a covenant with God and my wife. And so they're the only people that I really care about, their opinion. So, so I say all of that to say, I've been there where I wanted it all. Now, I could have justified it to the cows come home back when I thought that they were cool things. But as I sit here today, having that stuff burnt out of me by the journey, I can tell you that life is so much sweeter when money doesn't own you, right? When, when you haven't stored up for yourself treasures on earth and the deceit of riches just don't matter. I can tell you that it's better. And I'm hoping by doing this broadcast some of you might be at the end of that journey, and this is the thing that tips you over to go, yeah, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Or maybe you're at the start of your journey, and I can shortcut you having to have a wilderness period like I did where this stuff gets burnt out of you because I can, I can hopefully just get you to understand that the way I'm talking is just a better way of living than you having to go and find it all out the hard way, right? So, 
But let's talk about some people that, that figured it out the hard way. Let's look at Deuteronomy uh, 8, 11. Deuteronomy 8, 11. By the way, uh, if you like what I'm talking about, then I'd like some love up here. Yes, this is live, not pre-recorded. I'm on the Gold Coast in the studio, pouring myself into your life. So it would be amazing if there was some emojis, maybe a fire emoji, a bit of a rocket, a thumbs up. I don't care if it's a poo emoji. I just want some love in the chat. All right. Give me, give me some love up here. All right, I've got you guys. I'm streaming my own personal page here. I can see. I appreciate it. There's some uh, there's some love hearts and some thumbs up coming through. Appreciate you guys. You're amazing. Hey, Sarah, thanks for watching. All right. So, all right. So Deuteronomy, what do we know about this? Well, this is basically we're talking about the Israelites here, okay? Now, here's some instruction to the Israelites and 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 see if this makes sense to you. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today, lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you to the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and a thirsty land where there was no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know. And he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then you say in your heart, my power and might of my hand has gained me this wealth. I mean, it's a massive concern, massive concern, right? We're talking here about, in, this is exactly where we find ourselves in 2023. It's like, it's like what's, God pours all of these blessings out in our lives. And then over a period of time, we stop attributing to them to God. We start living off the fat of land. We've got the extra income. We have nice homes. We have nice things, you know, and before you know it, before you know it, what starts out as on your knees, pleading to God for one customer and to see a move of God in your business when you first start out, a few years down the line, you've edge got out, you think you're amazing, you've got it all together, right? And you start to believe that you created the wealth. Let me tell you, that's the deceitfulness of riches, right? Because, because you're going to start to get high on your own supply, Right? And, uh, and, and literally, you know, it's going to be, a, you'll just edge got out. Right. And, and, and so what happens is, of course, it starts off by saying, you've got to keep my commands when you don't keep his commands because of the deceitfulness of riches before you know it. Why do you need God? God's listen. God, <clears throat> he'll let you fall on your sword. You know, I know everyone likes love is love and God is love and it's all beautiful and it's all true. But the truth is there, you know, you, you can choose your actions, but you can't choose your consequences. Right. So, if you start to edge God out, you will start making dumb decisions, right? And, you know, like David, they start with one thing and they become a massive army of issues, all right, after a period of time. That's what happens. That's why that, by the way, that's why it's the devil's assignment to try and get you focused on the wealth, right? If he can get you focused on the riches instead of him, then the riches will control you and you'll be unfruitful, okay? That's why we have to focus on, you know, doing it the way we need to do it. I've got one more scripture for you. Why? Because I love scripture and we should talk about it more. A lot of people paid a big price for us to have this Bible. 
<laughs> Adrian says in the chat, the cleaner in the food court at Carindale is enjoying the live teaching. Well, hey, cleaner, God loves you and he's got a plan for your life. And just because you're a cleaner doesn't mean you're a second-rate person. If you're a cleaner with the Spirit of God living inside of you, then you are the spiritual authority in that place. It doesn't matter what title you have on your earthly you know, uh, earthly name tag. If you carry the kingdom of God inside of you, you're the anointed one to go and make a change. So I pray that that cleaner comes to a full understanding of the beautiful grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, catch this. Galatians. Jeez, I'm sounding more like a pastor every day. Galatians 6. Don't let that happen, people. Okay, don't let, don't let me become a pastor. All right, I wouldn't want the pay cut. Galatians 6, 6 says this, Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Now catch this, do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Catch this, for he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows of the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. See, what we're talking about here is when, when, the, when the deceitfulness of riches get a hold of you, you start sowing to the flesh. All right, you start you start sowing to the flesh. What do I need? Like, what are my needs? Right? How do I make my life easier? How do I make my profile bigger? How do I build my brand? Right? It all becomes about you. Okay. Now, but if you but if you sow according to the spirit, that means giving your time, your talents, you know, you, you know, your treasure, whatever. If you start sowing them to the things of the spirit, the things of God, you're going to get a very different result because then. Because then the, the deceitfulness of riches cannot get hold of you, all right? Because you'd be on good soil. So I've got a couple of things to think about when it comes to, like, how does it play out? What are the signs? What are the signs in your life that in some small way, uh, the deceitfulness of riches, those thorns are going to start to choke what God wants in your life? Here's a couple of them. When you start to get to the point where you've got a little bit of money, but your thoughts you spend more and more time thinking about like being scared to lose what you've got. That could be, that could be the three grand in your bank, right? Uh, it could be, you know, that you've built a couple hundred thousand. It could be millions of dollars, whatever it is. It could be that you've built and sold a company for 150 million. And, and you know, and, and see if you start to get, if you start to get scared of, of what you've got, you, you have put your you put all your trust in the wrong place, right? That's the deceitfulness of riches to get you so wedded to or, or to, to try and get you to attach your security to some money in the bank or some assets that then you start worshiping the assets instead of the issuer of the assets who blessed you in the first place. Right? That That's that's a real big issue, okay? You, you do not want to get your security from any of the money or any of the blessings, okay? You want to get them from the blessor, Um and, uh, and the minute you start to find yourself getting scared to lose the bit you've got, you've already playing defense. Okay. You've already taken control over something you're not meant to take control over. Uh, so that's an issue. Another one here, no, another sign, right? That the deceitfulness of riches is getting a hold of you. And this one's a bit awkward to talk about on a broad, uh, a broadcast, but in a, in a married situation, there is a direct link many times between the deceitfulness of wealth and money issues and the amount of sex a couple have. Right. So as soon as it becomes all pressure, right. And all about the money and being scared, the amount of sex and intimacy in the relationship dives. Right. So that's a really big issue, right? Like the, you made a covenant, right? So, so it's not more important than that. So I would say to you, like, that's an indicator. If you're like, I just can't be bothered because I've got so much pressure on my shoulders, that's going to start looking like the deceitfulness of riches. Another one is just a general level of anxiety. 
right? Scripture says, be anxious for nothing. That's we, We've taken that as like anxiety in all places is bad, and that's not what it is. Because 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 you can have a concern, but it's not quite anxiety, right? That's like having a concern so that you become a better steward is a good idea. But anxiety in the text actually means to tear yourself in two. The word, if you take the root word of anxiety and, and dig a little bit deeper, it is to tear yourself in two, right? So, um, so so you know, like like th- that's a real problem, right? That's the deceitfulness because now now what's meant to be a blessing is going to be a curse, right? Because it's tearing you apart. You know, here's another sign that the deceitfulness of riches are, are rising up. You start dodging your taxes, doing cash jobs, not cl- you know, not putting the money, not declaring it, right? Filling up your wife's car and your credit card because you can, because no one's going to check. You know, that that's the deceitfulness of riches. Because in that moment, what you're saying is, God, you're not big enough to be my source and supply. The seed didn't f- fall on good soil. I need to manage my future. I, I, I stuff Jehovah Jireh, right? I'm Jehovah, you know, provide for myself, and so. And so that's a that's an early sign, right? That the deceitfulness of riches are in there. You know, here, here's another one: laziness. One of the deceitfulness of riches is you store up for yourself treasures on earth, and now you don't need to go to work anymore, and you hive yourself off as a, you know, I mean, one of the biggest traps for a Christian in business is to want to be independently wealthy. You do not want to find yourself independently wealthy because then you'll be an island under yourself, right? And it, it's you know, it the lost sheep wander off right? It's not that the lost sheep just decide one day, that's it stuff. I'm not a sheep anymore. I'm going elsewhere. No, the lost sheep wander off. It's little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. And then they're on their own and they get devoured, right? That's what happens when you become independently wealthy. You take yourself out of being in community with people and the devil can have a field day because there's no one around you to fix it and give you a slap upside the head. And then the most obvious one, of course, is the bling. It's the stuff. It's the material things. You know, and uh, and I'll finish with this point. But before I do, I want you to tell me which bit has jumped out to you so far in this broadcast. I want you to put the answer to that in the comments. Which bits jumped out to you? I want the answer to that in the comments. The bling is a really interesting one, right? Because because it's never about the bling, right? So you know, you might have a desire to have a nice watch or some nice watches. You might have have a desire to have a big house. You might have a desire to have a nice car. You might be a car. I love cars. Uh, I love cars and I, and I don't buy the ones I want and I don't buy them because I want to show my allegiance to the Lord. Will I get them one day? That's between me and the Lord. Um, and I do have a nice car now. So it's, you know, it's, it's all relevant, right? Um, and, and, and if, if you're watching this broadcast, you are one of the top 2% of the wealthiest people anyway, regardless of how much you have in the bank. So, so it's, it, it's all perspective, right? But I guess, you know, what's the difference? Let's just use a Rolex watch because, because they're the ultimate, right? And and if you like nice watches, it's the ultimate. I understand some of you are like, I don't want one of those. It's like, okay, just play, just join join me for a minute, right? Let let's take a, a Rolex watch. Pick a figure, fifty thousand dollars, right? You can get them for less, you can get them for more, but fifty thousand dollars. Which, by the way, I don't own. Okay, uh, just for the record. But let's say you wanted one of those. Do you think God's God's not worried? God's not worried about the fifty thousand dollar watch. N- not at all. It's like. You know, if you go and buy some nice things, God's not like, oh, you know, Michael the Archangel, we might have to sell one of those pearly gates. We're running out of cash. Like that's that's not how the kingdom works, right? But God's not going to want to to bring the watch to you when your reason for wanting the watch is because you get status in front of your friends, right? <laughs> but once you've burnt all that stuff out and you just love that watch and it's a nice watch and it means something for you and it's a reward for all your hard work, then it becomes a blessing, right? It's the same with the cars. It's the same with the houses, right? It's the same. And, you know, and I live in a nice home today. 
But remember, I lived in a caravan for two and a half years with my family moving every second day, speaking to business people all around the country. I laid down. That's the allegiance. I laid, I laid the home down in 2016. And we haven't moved into our own home again until 2023. We two and a half years in a caravan. Then we bounced a little bit in some new regions. We laid it down. And, and so now it becomes a blessing, right? Here's what I'm talking about. The difference between the bling being a blessing and a curse is timing. That's all it is. It's not about the thing. It's about what it gives you, right? Because the minute the thing, if you think that you're going to be, you know, better received or more liked or whatever, whatever, because of the things, you've missed the mark on your salvation, right? Once you've decided to lay all that down and that stuff gets burnt out of you, there's a high chance you'll get the desires of your heart, but, but it'll be a blessing and not a curse. What I'm saying to you is don't race ahead of the Lord and buy the things because there'll be a curse. Don't race ahead of the timing. And if, and if you're unsure of when the timing is for you to start to spend money on nice things and live a little bit, here's what I would say to you. Just put it off a little bit longer because you're proving your allegiance to the king when you say, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want to become somebody that you don't say I am, blah, blah, blah. You lay it down. And then when you do get it, it's a blessing because it's not going to matter because it's, you know, you're not getting something from it. You don't care about public praise and so forth. It is super, super important that you actually lay down the things you want. And when you get them, right, they don't give you something that you're meant to get from your relationship with Christ. Well, look at that. That's BBB3 in the can. Um, it's been great hanging out with you, but I need more love from you, right? I, I, want, I, want, I want you to share it. Tags, you know, after the video, tag some friends. We need to go viral, people. Over the next uh, couple of BBBs, my plan is to let you know that you know, we will be going live with Kingdom Business Summit Australia 2024. That event is going to be March 7 to 9, March 7 to 9 in Brisbane. It is going to be the most incredible one we've ever run. And uh, even though I may say that every year, this year I have reason to share that with you uh, because I have, uh, I've been working on a couple of speakers um, and, uh, and they are just the most beautiful people and they're going to really rock your world, right? So put, put March 7 to 9 in your diary and I'll let you know in a few days a little bit more information on what that looks like. But I appreciate you. Ben Pilt is watching. Uh, Paul's watching. Um, you guys are just amazing. Appreciate you. All right. Now, listen, am I going to be back on here tomorrow? That is a question. Um, and I'm not going to answer it, but there's only one way to find out. And that is check, check LinkedIn, check YouTube, check Facebook around this time tomorrow. And let's see. All right. Love you.